Good morning, church. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Um, we're so glad that you guys are tuning in with us right now, and um, we're so thankful to be here with you together right now. So um, it's a good day, and just grab your families, whatever, and yeah, let's let's worship together. But we have some exciting announcements first. So good morning. So. Thanks again for joining us. This is Pastor Callie and I'm Jesse. This is Life Assembly, and um, we're happy to, to be able to connect with you this way. Um, we have some exciting announcements. First of all, we want to say thank you to everyone for your um, continued yes. generosity and support during the last couple of crazy months. Um, this church has been able to do some really great things in the community by supporting people who've been yeah. affected by you know, just by all the things that are going on, by job losses and struggles and whatnot, and um, that's because of you. So we just want to say thank you and um, just thank you. That's, yeah. 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 Um, we also, uh, you can continue to give right by text yep. and online on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. You can mail in a check. There's people here picking yep. up mail. Yep. Yep. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you. Yeah. Um, we also have another very exciting announcement. It is Pastor Dale's birthday today. So <laughs> so happy birthday, Pastor Dale. Um, if you uh, think of him today, send him a text, send him a message, make a silly video, send him just something to show him a little bit of love and say happy birthday to him. Um, and I don't even think he knows that we're asking you to do that right now. He'll find out when he watches the video. So send him yeah. lots and lots of love. And um, yeah, just yeah. we want to appreciate him for you know um, his leadership and everything that he's doing yeah. here for this church and for all of us. And yeah, just send him lots of love today. Yeah. Flood those comments. It's just like yeah. bombard him. Yeah. But biggest internet birthday ever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's also Jesse's birthday, you guys. So oh. happy birthday, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. We're birthday twins. Yeah. It's a pretty great day, you guys. So um thank you for being here. And happy. Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Man, well, we are both excited to just kind of move into a time of worship um honestly i'm sure there's just a lot going on in all of our minds and even though it might feel like we're not going out and like doing all the things we normally do it still feels like a lot and um let's just take this time and make space um just to remember that god is all we need and This song says exactly that. Like, I just want you, Lord. Hmm. You know, I just open up my heart and take us back to where we started. Yes. Yeah. Let's pray. Jesus, we just come and remind us that you're all we need. God, your peace is all we need, Lord. You provide for us every day. So we just worship you for who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yeah, just lift up your voices right now in your homes. Love you, Lord. You're all we need, God. 
Hello, church. Uh, man, I, I tell you what, we miss you. We really do. Uh, I miss seeing you, miss being with you, miss worshiping with you, and just lifting up our, our voices to the Lord together, miss sharing a cup of coffee with you in our connection lounge, and you know, just seeing our kids running around and catching up and what's happening just in your, your daily lives and what we've been experiencing is really separated out um, so so much right now. Um, and I, I want you to know that we as a church, we've been closely monitoring what Governor Walls has been saying, what President Trump has been saying, what our local and federal agencies have been saying about distancing and uh, new rules and regulations coming in. I want you to know that we are play- paying very close attention to what we need to do for our next steps as a church. And that means that I am not going to give you an exact date yet. I wish that I could, but things are still really uncertain. If I were to guess, I would say probably the first Sunday in June is a great way that we're looking at moving forward, but we still need to be flexible and with what that means. And so right now there, there's two things that we're really asking ourselves. It's when and how. So when can we start and how are we going to do it? And so we have a bunch of different options that we are looking at and we are weighing. And so it's important to be flexible. And the closer we get to that date, the more we are going to be communicating with you and letting you know what we will be doing and what our next steps are. And part of what we're talking about today, the title is Boundaries. And part of this is because we have to be able to govern our own uh, behavior, uh, what we feel is the right thing to do for us. And the Bible is so clear about boundaries. And it's really important for us coming into this time that we are as flexible with others as we are with ourselves. And what I mean by that is so often we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, but we're really um, maybe short when it comes to giving other people the benefit of the doubt. And so we need to create boundaries and allow other people to create boundaries for themselves of what they think is right for them and the best decision for their families during this time. 
Our responsibility as a church is to lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus, we disciple others, and we pray that they are then in turn being trained up to disciple others. And this, as a church, we can only be um, effective if we create an environment where people can thrive and people can be known. And so it is a huge priority that we uh, move forward with being a welcoming and what I believe Life Assembly as the kindest church in Minnesota. So with that being said, let's get going with a few things here. As I said, our title today is Boundaries. Now, when you look at Genesis, Genesis begins with boundaries. God separates land and water. He separates night and day. He begins to to separate the expanse uh, of our our world. And, And we see these boundaries being formed. And then it starts going into the boundaries of man. In Genesis 2, so we have God, he created man, and then it says that he put him in the Garden of Eden. And in this place, he said, it's all yours except one thing. And there was this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, you, everything is yours, but this tree you must avoid. It is not for you. And so here we see God creating God breathing life and creating, and then he creates a boundary. Now, I have heard it said, if God is all-knowing, if God knows all things, why would he put it there? Why, why did he even have to put it there? Why, why would God do something like that? Well, this is actually really important. As people who are image bearers, which means that we were created in the image of God, in his likeness we are created, that means that we have free will. We have the ability to make a choice. And if we didn't have that ability, we would be like uh, a software that's been programmed, that we just do what we've been told to do. When it comes to what God has done with us, he created us in a way that we can make choices. And, and I make this comparison um, quite often is, is with my wife. If, if I did not give my wife a choice to leave, not that I could do that, but if, let's just say for for this purpose, it was an example that I could, that um, I made her stay home. She was bound to my house. How would I ever know that she actually loved me unless I knew she could leave and she could return with her own will? That's how we know that there can actually be love and be relationship by when you allow somebody to do something in their own free will. God is giving man freedom to be able to make a choice, but he still creates boundaries on what we need to do, how we need to live. And we see this throughout scripture. So we see this Genesis chapter um, one. Again, we see God creating boundaries. Genesis chapter two, we see God creating boundaries with man. And then we now have, and we think about our own boundaries. And I think that for all of us, we have encountered people, and I might even be describing you in some of these situations, where people have bad boundaries. Have you ever known a close talker before? Somebody who, they come and they're talking right in your face, and you back up, and you're trying to make a distance, and they just, they don't get it. They don't get it, and they keep stepping closer and closer to you, and you're kind of panicking. 
Man, those are called close talkers. Then you've got the loud talkers. You might be the only one in the room, and they're yelling at you like they're in the middle of a baseball game. And you're like, dude, just tone it down. Tone it down a little bit. Or you're driving in a car, and they're just, like, yelling at you. You're like, okay, I'm right here. I'm just inches from your face. Just talk normally. That, those are the loud talkers. Those are bad boundaries. You know, I know for me, I think, like, any kid, anybody who's raised kids, and you remember being one, is that there are different times in your life where you are trying to learn boundaries, right? You're trying to, to learn what it means to function in society. Maybe it's your first job and you're learning how to work with people and listen to your boss and do what you're supposed to do. You're in school. Parents, if you send your kids to school, you know that part of that is they're being socialized. They're learning to how to interact with people and what's appropriate and, and what's not. I know for myself... There was a time, I would say, in my young adult age, um, even up right before I got married, <clears throat> excuse me, in my, in my young 20s, I used to just throw everything about me out there to people. Um, I would assault them with information that they didn't ask for. It was none of their business. It was just TMI, too much information, right? It's a, we know this. And I would make people so uncomfortable. And I remember looking at people, and I would see this panic come across their face, like I just cornered a wild animal or something like that. And what was happening? I was needing to learn better boundaries. I was saying stuff that was totally inappropriate for the context in which we were talking. I had bad boundaries, and I needed to learn a better way to be able to connect and communicate with people. Now, my intentions were pure. I was thinking that I was being authentic. I was thinking that I was being real with who I am, and I was like, this is just who I am. Deal with it. But in so doing, I offended, and I made people run away And, man, I I can tell you, it's still kind of humorous when I think of the panic that I saw in people's faces um, as I did this. But I needed to learn. And I think about where I grew up in in northeast North Dakota. I I knew that I was coming into Minnesota when I crossed the Red River. The Red River, right when I got over the bridge, you could see I was, like, in the middle of North Dakota and Minnesota, And that was a dividing line. Now, Canada, even though I was right up on that border, that was a little harder to tell because there was just fields and farmland dividing a lot of that um, other than the the borders. And so those are our clear boundaries. But now when we talk about boundaries, a lot of us think about our property. So maybe you've owned property or you buy property. And so you have this area of land, and so you know exactly what you own and where you are. If somebody crosses it, you get a little bit nervous. If somebody starts mowing a little bit into your side, you say, excuse me, excuse me, neighbor, um, this, this is not your place to mow. This is my property, right? These are boundaries. You, you're setting these boundaries. Now, whether you realize it or not, every day you're dealing with boundaries, When you say no to somebody or something, you are creating a line. You are saying that I will not do. 
Okay, so now you've created a boundary with somebody, or maybe it's your work, maybe it's a relationship, uh, maybe it's a kid, a spouse, whatever it is. You've, you've said, no, I'm not going to do that. You've created a strong boundary, and it is what it is. Now, if you say yes to somebody, what you've done is, is you've created what is called an easement. An easement is giving somebody permission to come through your property. You have said yes to somebody. And so we, we've all known people with good boundaries. We've all known people with bad boundaries. But the problem with, uh, well, we can go to the no person. If somebody says no all the time, they are totally guarded. They don't let anybody in. And these are just sometimes emotionally shut off people because they've created such strong boundaries around them. But then there's the other side of people who keep saying yes. They say yes. They say yes, they say yes, they say yes, they say yes. Next thing you know, you have somebody that is totally taken apart. At this point, they have so little boundaries that they don't even know who they are as a person anymore because they've allowed so many people to function inside of their world. And so this is why we as people have to be able to learn how to have good, strong, and healthy boundaries. And the scripture is so clear with how we are supposed to live, how we are supposed to be people that have healthy boundaries. And this is why the scripture talks about how we need to be able to live in a righteous way and to be able to glorify the Lord And what is one of the most important parts of the gospel is not forgetting where we have come from. Because we have come from people or a place that we had bad boundaries. We were people who were not following the ways of the Lord. And as we began to be closer with Jesus, we began to be more whole. Our lives began to make more sense because we were lining up with the scriptures and the way that God has asked us and told us to live. But then we lose patience with other people when they are in their mess. We can never forget where we've come from. And let me give you an example with this. And I've turned to, if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 7. And starting at verse 36, um, it's a very popular story, famous story of of. Um, a sinful woman who was forgiven by Jesus. So it says that there was a Pharisee who invited Jesus to come eat at his house. And so as this was happening, there was this sinful woman who found out that Jesus was there. And she found a way into the house, and she began to cry and to weep and to be able to, and started to wash his feet. And there was this expensive alabaster jar of oil that she broke, and she began to use and, and sob. And this Pharisee began to think in his heart and began to say to others, saying, if he was really a prophet, he would know what kind of a woman was doing this. And then Jesus said this, and this is verse 40. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Man, that's kind of a nervous thing. If I would hear Jesus look at me and say, Dale, I've got something to say to you. (laughs) I'd be like, oh no, what did I do? Verse 41, a certain moneylender had two debtors. One owned 500 denarii, owed 500 denarii, and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, Jesus asked him, he said, now which one of them 
would uh, love him more. And Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my hair with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table began to say among themselves, who is this who can even forgive sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has healed you. Now go in peace. Now, in this message that that Jesus shares, he is sending this, this note to us right now. And for some of you, this could be a shot across, across the bow because he is saying, be as gracious, be as kind, be as patient with others as God has been for you. So I just, this is really an important thing to understand. Be as patient, be as kind, be as gracious with others as God has been with you. Jesus was saying this woman who had many, many sins and was forgiven of much is going to love and understand God's forgiveness more than people who have not lived a life like that. May you be as gracious to others as God has been to you. What I've discovered as I have followed Jesus, is as I have gotten to know him more and as I increase in knowledge and understanding of who God is, I learn his ways. Um, I believe that his spirit guides me. My boundaries become stronger for myself. Okay? My boundaries begin to reflect more of what I'm understanding of who God is. And scripture, I'm, I'm becoming closer to him. The, the, the Bible calls this sanctification. We're constantly being sanctified uh, it, with him. Yet, I'm becoming more flexible with others. Okay? I am, for myself, I am, I am my boundaries are becoming not more rigid, but more understanding of who God is and, and who he's creating me to be. But with others, I'm becoming more flexible because I am understanding that God is working in them just as he worked in my life. This is so important for us to be able to grasp because I feel like so many of us in the church and some of you who maybe have been saved for so long, you barely even remember a time where you weren't serving God, that we can never forget the message of the cross, that God was broken and bruised for us while we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners. And if we forget where we come from, we will not have the graciousness and the mercy with people when they are coming to us with all sorts of messes and messes of their boundaries in their lives. We need to be patient. We need to be merciful. We need to be kind in understanding where people are coming from and the brokenness that they carry. 
I have been uh, thinking about this song as I have been preparing this message for us today. And I'm just going to read uh, part of um, the hymn course here, a popular course, I believe, from the 1600s. Come thou fount. It says, O to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter or like a chain bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. We are prone to wander. We are prone to break and to leave boundaries. We are prone to go and, and go to the tree that we're not supposed to go to. Uh, we, we see in, in Exodus, we see the 40 years of wandering. They're prone to wander. There were so many times that they had opportunities, but they broke the boundaries. They broke the covenant that, that God had created. God has a desire to see us function in a healthy and whole way within the boundaries he has created for us. Now, I'm going to end this today with looking at two verses. Uh, this is a letter uh, that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. It says, Paul says, I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Now, Paul was writing this in a time where they were fighting over what they could eat and what they could drink and what was sinful and what was not. And that was very, very important at that time. And there's parts of that are important for us um, here. But what, what's really important here is he asks these questions. And I think that for us, it's important to ask these three questions that came out of those two verses. And it's important because we are in this strange time right now where everybody has these strong opinions and they think these articles and things that they're reading are, it's the right way. They, they are right. And one thing that I have learned in the last couple months is that everybody has been wrong about something during this time. And I think we need to be really, really careful about taking what we believe is truth and what we believe is right and cramming it down uh, people's throats and their faces and telling them what they think and how they, or what we think they should do. This is where we need to create boundaries for ourselves and allow others to make decisions for themselves. Because let's just face it, we know that as when we meet as a church, there are some of you that will not come because you think it's too soon. There are some of you who think we should open right now and you're mad about it. You're like, come on, let's go. Be strong. Let's do it. And then there's some of you that will wear masks. Some of you who are like, no, I believe in herd human, uh, uh, immunity, right? And so there's all these uh, different beliefs. And, and I, I'm not going to say who's right or wrong because, frankly, I don't know. But what I do know is that God um, ha has told us that we need to be gracious and merciful and understanding. So let's just look at these three questions. Is it beneficial is the first question out of these. Is it beneficial? Is this conversation you're having beneficial? Is what you're posting on social media beneficial? Is the argument that you are having with somebody beneficial? Is it? Number two, is it constructive? Is it constructive? Now, I'm just taking these from uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 23, and 24. And I think they're really important for us to ask ourselves before we begin to... Um, 
work with arguing with people or whatever. And then lastly, are you thinking of others or only yourself? These are, are huge, huge and important questions that I think are very valuable for us to consider right now. Is it beneficial? Is it constructive? And are you thinking of others or only yourself? And if you can answer those three and you believe that it is beneficial, it's constructive, and you're thinking of others in, a, in the right way, with the right heart, with the right spirit behind you, then you know what? It's probably a good, good conversation to have. And so I am just, I am so excited about seeing you again. We have things that are going on in this church right now. We have, you're going to come and you're going to see things that are brand new and it's super exciting. Uh, But we also are going to be making changes for the next number of weeks to create a safe place of spacing people and making it um, the right place and the right time for people to be able to come. And so may the God of peace go before you, and may you be as gracious with others as God has been with you.